Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 42nd yeah. episode of Zing This. So, in honor of that, we will be discussing something that is very important that revolves around 42. Yes. But we will get to that in a moment. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Marvin Ellie. I didn't know we were doing the names. <laughs> Why not? It's fun. <sighs> Safe Fods. I feel like Zinger's already a spacey enough name. You're Beeble. Beeblebrox Zinger. Zing Beeblebox? <laughs> sure. I know. There's there's too many fun names for the guys. We will get to. <laughs> we will get to that if you have not already gathered what that is. Yes. We just want to point out that we will have um, stuff on the D23 Expo. Yes, I am dying to talk about it. Next week? Yes. Because we felt like it, it would be better for us to let the dust settle as we did with E3. Yeah, so it's something just we in can, case there's some trickling stuff that comes out afterwards. Or maybe that Avengers <laughs> trailer gets out more, yes. possibly. And hopefully maybe there's some more stuff from Star Wars. Because they, they, they've, they've shown a lot of different stuff there. And I mean, it's, it's all stuff that we would love to cover. But as I said, I think we're going to wait till next week to let all the dust settle and we can get, you know, our gather our thoughts on the on on the expo. But I guess let's move into our main discussion today. Okay. Cue the music. All right. The movie we are going to be discussing. The movie that we are doing because there is no other choice but for a forty-second episode on the thing on the things that we cover of nerdy's topics Duh. than to cover <laughs> discussing the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, I love, 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 love okay. all of this. Few things, real quick. Yes, movie. I I, I, <laughs> I just want to say this: we are going to be discussing the movie. There might be some mentions here and there of the book or the radio play. Mm-hmm. And we understand that, that, that the book and the radio play, you know, the radio player is the origin, the book came from that and everything. We understand that that's, that's some great content. And we would love to cover that one day, but we decided to go with the movie for this discussion because it's kind of its own sort of compacted essence of stuff. Now, that's not to say I won't probably mention some things from the radio play or the books every now and then during this discussion, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out there. Trust me, I love the books too. Yes. But for this, we are doing the movie. So, why is 42 important, Ellie? Well, it's the answer to everything. The life, universe, everything. It's 42. Exactly. Because I guess maybe next time you need to come up with a better question. Oh. Oh. So, for those who are not initiated into what we're discussing, I guess we should kind of explain first. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy... Is was originally a radio play that then was adapted into a book series that then had a movie come out in mm-hmm. 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, author Douglas Adams wrote the book, um, did the screenplay, did a lot of stuff with this. Right. And the books are kind of sort of a satire. They're fantastic. Uh, yeah. They're, well, well, they're 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 satire and poking fun at science fiction. And the yes. thing is, these came out in the late 70s to to 90s like seven late 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 70s early 90s the books came out Mm -hmm. and of course the movie came out in 2005 so i mean it's just great that they just were just kind of ahead of their time i guess with poking fun at certain things um another thing i want to mention is it's british humor Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm, i want to everybody doesn't get that i i want to say there's there's nothing wrong with not 
British humor is something that I don't think anyone can just jump into sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's something you gotta kind of be... Well, British humor a lot of times is dry. It's very dry. So, you know, for me, if I see a new show that's going to be premiering on BBC, mm-hmm. I get excited. Yeah. I love, I, I just love most shows that are on BBC anyway, whether they're sci-fi or drama or whatever. I just, I like, I like how it's done, but it's not for everyone. It, no, no. I mean, so. the, the movie also, I, the movie kind of was made for its own self. It was not, it, it was intended to be open-ended to where they could possibly continue, but the movie mm-hmm. was supposed to be, taking elements from the radio play from the book to make it into a kind of cohesive narrative some people do complain that they don't like it um there is stuff that's not really explained super well in there that you kind of if you read the books you understand better correct um something that i actually wanted to point out and it's something that i I've, i've i've heard a complaint before about this is do you know why they always say don't forget to bring a towel um, I mean, I know there's a gazillion uses for it. Bingo. They don't really... If you watch Ford during the movie... You he see actually, some Yeah, examples. you see him display, you know, him hiding his face with it. Him using it as cover. Him using it as, as a weapon. weapon. Yeah. Because a yep. towel can be used for many, many things. And it's just one of those things where... That was one of those moments where if you read the book, you knew what the towel was. They don't really right. explain it in the movie. Unless you pay attention, it kind of explains it that way. But, but I guess... Um, I, I don't want to go over... I, I kind of feel we need to discuss the plot real quick. Well, I mean, I can kind of... Let me try to do it, because I know sometimes you get a little long-winded. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I'm jumping around. I want to focus in on this so we right. can get... So I think we need to go over the plot. Like I said, we, we've said it's a satire British sci-fi-y thing. So go ahead, Allie. Um, so you have Arthur Dent, mm-hmm. which is this, like, humdrum... You know, he's Average kinda, British person. Yeah, just average guy. You know, he's... He's fighting for his house because they're trying to demolition it because they're to doing build like a, a. It's like a uh, cut it's, through or it's a, a bypass. bypass. It is an interstate it. bypass. Yes, so which is important. He's trying to like put a pin in that. <laughs> he's trying to like lay down and, and protest and you know and then all of a sudden, um, so you get the gist that this guy just leads a just a normal boring life, mm-hmm. um, and this you you find out that. He pushed this friend out of the... This random stranger, well, I'm sorry. Well, I got something on that, actually. Okay. But I'll, I'll save that for... That's, that's There's actually a fun little Easter egg in the movie about the vehicle he almost gets hit by. Right. So, um, but basically, um, you see this guy, and you can tell they've, they've known each other before, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, we need to go to the pub. I want to, you know, we need to talk about something, the end of the world. And he's like, what are you talking about? So it's, it's kind of like you're like, right away... It's very, huh? What's going on? He has this um, this guy that you obviously get the impression they've they've met each other before, they've seen each other before. And he's an odd individual. He <laughs> I might love not him. be from here. Yeah. And by here I mean England, but I actually mean from a star outside of <laughs> just outside of Beetlejuice. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's like, we got to go to the pub. We got to go to the pub. I got something to tell you. It's the end of the world. Blah blah blah. And he's like, what are you talking? What? What's his friend's name though? Um, his friend's name is Ford Prefect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, long story short, um, it's funny. He has this big like shopping cart of beer. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'll give it to the construction workers so they'll stop you know working on your house. We have until they finish the beer. And and 
it's it's just a funny scene it's cute and quirky but they go to the bar um and like i said we're not going into beat we'll go back into more detail of scenes but we're just doing the quick run through so they're so they're at the bar right yeah so he's he's buying a round of beer for everybody for everybody and he's four it is four it is <laughs> he's yes um and he's he's basically you know this one lady i i always zoom uh zoom in zoom into her there's this lady that's just staring at the two of them yeah and it's just like super just like interested in their conversation um and and so i thought it was funny the where the bartender was like should we should we put a paper bag yeah he, he explains to the he explains to the patrons <laughs> right of the bar that the world's gonna end and they show this scene of like everybody in the bar is laying down on the ground with paper bags over their head and i just i don't know why i think that's so funny it's, that that to <laughs> me is very british humor of yes. there's there's the joke of well, what should we do to save ourselves? Right. And and the response is something like that's not going to really do anything. Will it's it a, hurt less? Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a pointless thing. But he goes, yeah, sure, that 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 would work. And then what happens when you see him a few minutes later? They're doing exactly what he told yes. them yes. to do because they're just like whatever. And and they basically get back out of the house. He sees the uh, the construction workers apparently chug down that beer really fast because they're already bulldozing the house. But by the time they even get out. And the iconic scene where he lifts his finger up, his thumb well, up. Well, no, no, no. So, something shows up. You missed the part where something shows up. What are you talking about? The big ship. Ships. Yes. Sorry. Ships. Yes, ships. Um, you know, and there's worldwide panic. Yeah. And they're showing all the different stuff. But um, I when they kind of... The one over them is zooming down in front of them, and it's very large and impending. Um, you know, he does the hitchhiker mm-hmm. thumb with his ring. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, if you've never read the book before, you are at this point seriously confused about what's well, going the, on. The, the other thing I really liked was the the people or the things that are over the planet are called the Vogans, mm-hmm. which we'll get into them in a second, but they're demolishing the Earth because... It was. It's in the way of a hyperspace bypass, right? Which it's kind of a funny mirroring of Arthur's situation versus the entire Earth situation. And they also point out that if they had any, if the Vogons point out, if you had something against us doing this, we had the, you know, we we've had the plans for this up in some galaxy or some, you know, star cluster, like thousands of light years away so you so you guys could have said something right. if you didn't want us to do this which i it's it's once again just this dry kind of making fun of sci-fi in that in that thing that you know earth didn't have the ability to go there so right we paid for it in the end but so he's gonna hitchhike and so it, so we're just this this next part like i said we'll go into more detail but basically the the plot of the story is they this this guy feels like he owes him um payback because arthur For, saved ford his life owes, yeah ford owes arthur a life debt because he saved him from being run over by a car when he first met him right so do you want to say what you were going to say about the here's the funny thing what was ford's name again full name uh i just know ford prefect i can't remember his that, full name. that 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 is his full earth name right here's the fun fact about that the car that actually almost hits him and that he's trying to introduce himself to is it is a Ford Prefect. Oh, okay. Right. So that's kind of, I, I think, in, in the movie, <laughs> I think awesome. that, that, that that's a nice little joke there. Right. But 
you find out that for, there's they're they're on this ship, and you kind of find out that Ford is a author for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is this like stupendous novel that's basically how to get how to basically interact with the galaxy as mm-hmm. as, as a whole. And it's really I, I I love the way the movie presents the little you know because I, I guess it's assuming that you're looking that you're in, in that particular scene, Arthur looking at the book and seeing, you know, the animations going through of... Well, it's more comparable to a Pokedex because... Yeah, yes, it's very comparable yeah, to a Pokedex. Because he basically says, um, when he was like, what's a such and such? And then he's like, well, ask the book. Well, ask the so book. So that's, that's the impression that I get is it has, you know, it, it'll... It's kind of like a Pokedex, um, a sci-fi, sci-fi Pokedex for for Arthur to be able to learn on the fly, um, or for anyone who's traveling through yeah. the galaxy to learn. And what's what's a very important thing in this book is on the back of it is printed in large print. Don't panic. Yes, and yes. of course, Ford did make sure that Arthur brought his towel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, because you, you can't go you, anywhere yeah. without a towel. Don't forget to bring <laughs> your towel. <laughs> Clearly. Um, and, and basically the rest of the story is their adventures of, you know, going through the galaxy and, and they end up meeting some other crazy people and we'll go into the details of the characters and what they do and everything. But that's, that's the, the short version of the story is basically these two people come together, they hitchhike onto this ship to, you know, save his life because earth is getting ready to get boom and it's their adventures thereafter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, I really enjoy this movie. I, I I'm trying to remember the first time I watched it. To be honest, because I feel like it was something to where I was really into a lot of British. I was like watching Space and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Around the time I was introduced to it, so it kind of went perfectly with what I was, you know, watching. So I was on board for a lot of the British dry humor and everything. And like, like I said, I really enjoy the fact that. You know, there, there's the joke, and and like I said, some of this stuff works better for a book, but I'm I'm just gonna try to compare it as with the movie, right? Because jo- that's what we're talking. Yeah, about. the 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 joke of he's worried about his house getting bulldozed to make way for a <laughs> bypass, and right. the entire planet gets bulldozed to make way for a bypass. Well, and and that's the great thing about this movie is it's got so many little things that you'll miss. Yeah, if you're really not paying attention, like the Ford prefect right exactly is the vehicle like i i never knew that that's that's actually something i looked up under fun facts yeah and and the fact that this is definitely a movie you can watch a second time or even a third time and find new things Mm -hmm. that you didn't see before or get jokes that you might not have gotten before but i think we need to to backtrack a little bit okay let's discuss dolphins so long and thanks for all the fish yes by the way i'm just going to mention this now real quick the names of all the books Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Which they reference in the movie. They actually... Here's... Okay, let, 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 yeah. let, me, let me get through all of them, and I'll, and I'll tell you the interesting fact. Mm-hmm. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, Life, the Universe, and Everything, So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, and Mostly Harmless. Mm-hmm. All five of those are technically mentioned in the movie. Yes except for one is mentioned in a deleted scene and it is describing humans as mostly harmless and arthur gets a little offended when he asks the book about humans <laughs> and it says mostly harmless 
<laughs> which by comparison to what humans are able to do, that's actually kind of interesting that we are labeled as mostly right. harmless. But yeah, the the um, all of these are mentioned somewhere in the movie. The So Long and Thanks for All the Fish is the opening number right. by the dolphins who are the second most intelligent beings on the planet. We are the third. Dur- during its destruction, we are the third most intelligent, which we'll get to who the first one is, but they all left. The dolphins were able to leave Earth before its destruction. And they were trying to warn us humans yes. <laughs> about it, but we didn't get it. We just thought they were cute and hitting balls and doing flips and all that stuff. And their final message to us was... <laughs> thanks so long and thanks for all the fish exactly (laughs) but i just i just thought that was i mean obviously if you've read the books you would have you you get that but it was it was so neat i kind of wish i would have been one of those people that saw the movie first and been like what are you talking about this is so random but that's kind of the the what what makes this movie so unique and the humor yes. of this series so iconic is it's just dry take and just very and where do i get one of those rings oh the like, hitchhiker rings yeah seriously like it's pretty awesome and nice to have even though i don't still I'm, quite understand how it works i'd yeah, rather have the guide the guy I'd, well, I'd rather have the hitchhiker's guide or what what, what about a babble fish would you rather have the babble fish well yes they all go together but if you don't have the ring, then you would have been dead because you wouldn't have been able to leave the planet. Mm, so you kind of need the ring first. And then you can collect the other stuff as they go along. Interesting. But the babblefish, I can't imagine. Extremely helpful, but I can't imagine having something crammed in my ear. For those of you who... Okay, we're... we're, we're we are sorry if you have seen or read the books. We are going to yes. try to explain at times certain things. The babblefish is a organism that goes that is well, put a, in. It's a little. It's a small little yellow fish that goes into your ear, and yes. what it does. And once again, this is, in my opinion, you can't sci-fi, take this too seriously. Sci-fi, sci-fi <laughs> yes. kind of parodying. This is how he's able to speak to everyone in space mm-hmm. and understand it because the fish takes in any incoming sort of um it feeds on brainwave energy yeah it feeds on brainwave energy and its output is it translates whatever it's but hearing. It actually it's it poops it's it's excrement it poops out the translations as sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as sound not 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 literal poop <laughs> i just think the description and the exclamation explanation of this is just too funny that it eats the brainwaves mm-hmm. and then it poops the oh and once again this is something that is explained through the guide telling you it which like i said has great little animations for everything and can i say i would watch a movie of just that i i kind of wish they had more of the guide in there because i i enjoyed the little like breakaway stuff even though i love the movie i'm like if there's one thing i would have liked more of the guide the animations just the the pictures and the descriptions, I just, I love those parts, and I agree with you. They definitely could have put more of that in, and I would not have been upset about that. Well, the other thing is, it once again is pointing out that, you know, the whole universe is sort of, I guess, a joke mm-hmm. to an extent. It's kind of like you can take stuff super seriously, but in the end, it kind of doesn't matter. Well, like it's they, the, the ongoing don't panic, just calm yeah. down. Like, yeah. Just. What will be will be, <laughs> but but let's yes. talk about the Vogons because I actually enjoyed. They're interesting. Yeah, I I enjoyed. There's 
there's something about this that I really enjoyed is that you, they used a lot of puppets. They mm-hmm. did use a lot of um, computer-generated stuff when they needed yeah. to, but they also used puppets, which I feel made this movie age. I mean, it's 12 years old now. Right. And I feel it made it age a little more gracefully, but the Vogons are basically the extreme bureaucrats. Yes. They don't do anything unless it's sign and trip. I'm, I'm not going to do this, the, the, the thing that the guide does because I don't right. have it memorized. But there's a really funny thing where it explains that they wouldn't even save their grandmother unless forms were signed in triplicate, this, that, and the other, quarried, right. lost, found. And I thought it was interesting. Buried in soft peat. Yes. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that they mentioned that they're not evil. Like, no, they're just bureaucrats. I just thought it was funny the way they had to make a point that, you know, let's be clear, they're not evil. We're not saying that. They're just really serious about their jobs and, yeah. and what they're doing. So, yes. But do, they also can't do poetry. And that is the biggest <laughs> warning of the book is to not let them read poetry yes. because they have no imagination. Oh, my gosh. Which, that is a joke that pays off later on is the fact they have no imagination once they get to their planet. You find out kind of a vague reason why. Ford's face kills me. Oh, when, when the poetry's being yes. read. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I wanted to just hand clap to him because he that was just it was classic. You could definitely tell that he was in pain. I like that part. But no, I mean it. They um they don't like hitchhikers. They right. pick them up. They kind of you know do this whole thing where they make them listen to poetry. Mm-hmm. And um Arthur kind of makes the point of you know I, I I liked it. You know it had a great vulgarity to it. Mm-hmm. Play on words there and. It was pointed out that it is the third worst in the universe. Yes. It's it's one of those things where there, there's like, there's a lot of jokes every now and then that they're just kind of weird. Like if it's that bad, and that's only the third worst. Well, it explains that the first two, like the per, like when the person recited it, like one of the people only survived because they gnawed their they 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 tore off one of their legs to get away, <laughs> and one of them was on Earth, and they actually I wish I, I wish I'd written down the name. He, it actually names drops a particular person who I don't know if is real or is made up, mm-hmm. but it's pointed out that, that it doesn't exist anymore because the earth was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought that that was a funny joke that just name dropped a random person. Right. So if we have any expiring authors out there, if you want to name drop Zinger or Ellie in one of your upcoming things, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> just that randomly. That would be awesome. <laughs> Especially if it's that we wrote the worst poetry ever. Right. Yes. But they get kicked off that ship, and it's pointed out that they can survive in space, and the impro- and the improbability of them surviving that long and being picked up by another ship. Right. But why is it important about the improbability of it? I don't know. Well, because if you're using an improbability drive, mm. because they get picked up by the starship Heart of Gold. And it actually, they, they do a good job with exposition on this because they explain that it travels using, you can travel using hyperspace, but there's also an improbability drive, which will, right. I'll explain that in a second. But they kind of explain that it basically saved them because it was an improbable thing for them to be saved at the exact same time the ship was coming there. Right. So, and this is when we get introduced to Trillian and Zaphod Beetlebrocks. That's actually incorrect. Mm. We see Trillian in them earlier. Well, correct, we do. Well, I'm just saying, so it's not the first time. Okay, okay. <laughs> we didn't explain that part, though, in our explanation. So, in I understand. We, we, we don't want to say the first time, though, because that's not true. Um, so, but he obviously 
you know, it's, they kind of show, just, just as a quick thing, there's this underlining theme of love. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, seems like you always have to have that in movies, but. Which um, the Hitchhiker's Guide advises against. Yes, and we'll discuss that. That's a theme I wanted to talk about. But, um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he finds this girl that. Okay, we're, we're flashing back real yes. quick to Arthur went to a party the yes. night before. Like a Halloween party. Yes. And it was really, their interactions was really cool. You know, they, they both kind of got each other instantly. Um, they, they got each other's costumes and everything. Yes, exactly. And you kind of get the sense that she wants adventure. Yes. She's, she doesn't, she wants trillion. more. Yes, Trillian. She wants more out of life. She wants to explore. Um, she feels like, you know, there's got to be something else out there. And, and he's obviously more reserved you know and she basically asks him to just let's go somewhere you yeah know? and he's like eh. yeah exactly and that's where we first meet zaphod zaphod Beetlebrox. um and he he basically now obviously everybody thinks it's a joke but he basically is like you want to come see my spaceship <laughs> i'm from a whole nother world <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's awesome and of course to somebody like her that that's intriguing to her um and so that's why we will skip back up to present yes um and this is the second time that he is meeting both of them but you can clearly imagine how like but this is the first time though they're meeting marvin oh my gosh all right let's take a quick minute we we kind of normally discuss these movies as the movies and not as the actors and stuff that are in them. The actors but, are just so But phenomenal. I want to take a minute yeah. to point out who is playing each part because mm-hmm. there, there's, there, there's an interesting little twist with one of them. Um, Martin Freeman, of course, plays Arthur, who, if right. you're not familiar with him, he, is, he was in the Hobbit trilogy as young Bilbo Baggins. Second breakfast. Second, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love their eating styles. When you're hungry, just eat a second breakfast. I, God, I'm trying to remember all the name, like <laughs> le, le, onesies, elevensies. Oh gosh. Okay. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Okay. When, whenever we finally cover Lord of the Rings, <laughs> um, he also is in Sherlock mm-hmm. as Watson. Yep. And he is sorry, I I forgot one. He is also in the Marvel movies. He was in uh, Captain America Civil War, and he will be in Black Panther. He's the one agent that is very interested in Wakanda. I cannot remember his right, exact title off the top right. of my head right now. Okay. But yeah. he's he's in that, so there's that. You, of course, got most deaf as Ford, Ford Perfect. Yeah. And I think prefect. he did... Prefect. Prefect, sorry. Ford Prefect. I love his character. It's fantastic. You got Sam Rockwell as... Yes. And this is something we haven't revealed yet, so if you haven't seen the movie... Here's a surprise. President of the galaxy. <laughs> I was like, president of the galaxy. <laughs> Zaphod Beetlebrock. Yes, love it. And Zoe Deschanel as Trillian. And this yes. is something that I don't I don't know why it didn't click that she was in this movie for me when I was mm-hmm. watching New Girl. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it didn't. It did, for such, some reason, it did uh, not click that she was in this movie until I, I watched her. it again recently. She's like a girl crush of mine. I <laughs> adore her. She it's, was. It's 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 the her, eyes. Our eyes are gorgeous, but it's just 
It's just her personality. She's so inviting. She's and, just fun. And I know some people aren't a big fan of her personality sometimes. Oh, I love her. But I will say it's very reeled in in this performance because she's it is she she it's is young. not as well. And um, I don't know of our listeners who've seen it, but um, Sci-Fi did a Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. uh, Tin Man. Oh, and she was Dorothy in that. Interesting. And it was a great series as well. I'd love to talk about it one day, but I don't know if Zinger would be on board, but. Um, Tin Man is something else she was in. Yep. Um, just two real. Well, we got three more left. I'm going to yes. mention on here. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, the late Alan, Rick, the late and great Alan yes. Rickman. Yes, great. Does the voice of <laughs> Marvin, who yes. is the android who basically has the whoa, brain the size whoa. of a size of a star, but he's so. It's it, it's funny because his his stick is he like has almost infinite intelligence. And because of that, he's miserable because right. he because he has infinite intelligence and yes, everything. He's great. So so that's great. But the person actually acting, the person in the suit, is Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. And a um, quick little fun fact: they were both professors at Hogwarts in the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Flitwick and um, Snape. Yeah. Respectively. But the final person, the voice and the voice of the guide and kind of the narrator. Stephen Fry, mm-hmm. who, if you've played Little Big Planet, he also narrates <laughs> that too. Yes. And we do have one more. Bill Nighy is in it, but we'll get to his character. Very and there's, and there's, there's of course, a ton of other people, but I just wanted to mention he's yeah. in it too. It's very British cast for obvious reasons. Yes. But no, I mean, it, you 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 get to meet this android who is just manic depressant, and it's and it's hilarious because he's just he he goes to get them, and he's just miserable doing it. And the great thing is, the spaceship that they're in is like the most high-tech spaceship, like in the galaxy right now, and all the doors. And this is this this is something that is that I just found really funny. Have positive personalities. So when they open, they're like, ah, <laughs> very welcoming. And it's and it's just he he makes and Marvin makes a comment about like you, you can program doors to be, to be happy. Why why can't I get that? Like it's just it's so great. They all kind of join up together, and they decide that they're going to go after the ultimate question. Right. And Zaphod became president of the galaxy, and he won it because why? Why do you want it, Ellie? Well, um, he wanted to find out what the answer was. No, why did everyone vote for him? Oh, because they thought it was the worst dress contest. <laughs> Which he definitely was. And he lost to Hamakabula, but. No, it, it's just he won because he wanted to find the answer to the ultimate question. And that's where you find out that these trans-dimensional beings made a computer called Deep Thought that was supposed to calculate the ultimate question. Right. And when they asked it the ultimate... I mean, the answer to the ultimate question, sorry. And when they asked it, um, what's the meaning of life, the universe, everything? What did it tell them? Well, it, it told them 42. And everyone got upset. They're like, "Why 42?" And then, and then they, and then Deep Thought kind of goes, "Well, you need to get a better question." Yeah, exactly. Which I, I once again, love the the humor of that. No, it's it's great. But I, yeah, I love that part. But the ship that they travel on, I just want to explain the improbability thing real quick before mm-hmm. we get too far away from when I hinted at it. So the improbability drive is you can drive, you can fly in hyperspace, but there's a ton of mucking about, as it says. Right. What the improbability drive does is it allows the ship to travel through basically 
any type of universe or galaxy or reality possible. So a lot of times when it appears, it appears as something else for a minute until it gets back to normality. Like it appears as a giant ball of string, a flower at one point. The, and the I've never does. enjoyed somebody puking more than I did. Yes. It was so funny. I, I just I just wanted to explain that because that, that yes. kind of plays into the to the movie, the whole improbability right. thing. But like, like I said, this this whole movie is just filled with sci-fi rigmarole that's just funny on right. itself. And and we're not gonna go into details of their adventures because I'd yes, rather you... we're we're gonna stop here because now now you know the whole point of what they're after yeah. now. And we'd rather you watch it and in, if you haven't, we'd rather you watch it and enjoy like all the craziness, but I do we, have to. Okay, well, wait. We've taken them up to the forty-second minute of the movie. Yeah. Because I actually looked this up, and the point where the, where Deep Thought is explaining what the forty-two thing is actually forty-two minutes into the movie. Right. So I I never knew that. I actually found that out and watched the and fast forwarded to that point, and I was like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah, it, it does. So they. Um, so do you think they wrote the entire movie? around having to have it out there you think that was just a happy accident no um i I it sounds improbable oh yes 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 well in the movie is um a lot of people rounded up but the movie was supposed to be an hour and 42 minutes ah yes um and and they have a lot of mentions of 42 like the newspaper in the beginning of the movie they had the dolphin article Mm -hmm. there's a 42 under it um they also had um, Zaphod's cereal box. You know how you see uh, uh, several times he has his box of cereal? Yeah. Um, and they basically, on the when he flips the box over in one of the scenes, you can see it says the perfect breakfast cereal for two. For two. <laughs> so it's, it's very smart and cute. Oh, they, as in for two, as in two people, but it's 40... Yes, exactly. Sorry. I know, it's sorry, sorry, everyone who's listening. I, I, I put that together. I put it on, together myself. On this, you could hear the brain working. It was pretty amazing. Um, but I, so, so this movie is just, it's chock full of just fun. Uh, like I said, I don't think, I think a lot of people that watch it just don't get it. You can't take it too seriously. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be taken as this abstract kind of right. laugh laugh a palooza of science fiction as sort of a tr- all, all the it's basically futurama but even i don't know it, it's british futurama can, can i can i say british futurama that's okay I mean, you can say whatever you want Our audience can i can i say british futurama <laughs> i was like i'm not stopping you <laughs> But it's it's like like I said this this is one of my like I, I love this movie and everything I've read the books and so what would be the word that you would if you had one word to describe this movie what would your word be improbable mine would be absurd I, I was referencing the improbable I I, I, I know okay. what you're doing okay. it's just this whole movie is just absurd it's just crazy like it's silly but it's fun do you know what i'm saying it's, it's for the fans of sci-fi yes. um resistance is useless is something said by the vogons which is fun and like, like i said the, the bureaucraticness of them is just it, it's so amusing to me because there's there's points where like they actually have like the vogons not not to get too deep to the plot again but the vogons are chasing zaphod because he's supposedly been kidnapped right 
Right. But he technically kidnapped himself. So they're after him. So I don't know. It's it's really it's it's one of those it's 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 a joke on itself that they're after him. But they they almost capture him at one point. Like he is on the planet. He is like in arm's reach and mm-hmm. they can't capture him because they don't have the proper forms filled out. Right. And it's just one of those things. I'm like, it's just, it's funny because it's just bureaucratic. And it's, the, the other thing that's great is you have somebody who's not a Vogan around them going, he, he, he's right there. Right. The chick that's like in love with him. The, the vice president. Yes. Um, and, and I kind of wanted to take a minute to mention all the just great phrases. Like when Trillian says buttons aren't toys. Like it's, it's yeah. just like a lot of the little things that, that they say are just, are fantastic. Um, I know that um, Zaphod, two heads are better than one, double your pleasure. Because <laughs> he actually has two heads in the movie. And, and they, they explain. And I kind of like the way they do it because I think in the books it's implied that they're heads beside each other. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. stacked on top. Exactly. It's, 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 yeah. it's something to where I don't want to explain it here because I'm going right. to do a terrible job. But if you watch the movie, it makes sense. There, His head... He has two heads because... He kind of has one underneath that he pops his other head back. And it explains why yeah. he has two heads. Right. It's, Which, he's not, yeah, he's not can, an alien in the sense of that, but it, it explains it. And it's, and it's once again a really dry joke at why he has to have two heads. And, and Ford, one of my favorite lines from Ford is, Workers of Earth, I bring good tidings of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this movie is just full of, like, amazing lines that are just so much fun. Well, I, I got a great one for uh-huh. you. And I kind of have to set up the scene real quick. Um, it's when they find the point of view gun. Oh, and, my gosh, um, yes. And, and it gets aimed at Trillian. And the point of view gun, to explain real quick, mm-hmm. is it was developed by Deep Thought because of a group of women wanted to have a thing to where they... Because they were tired of ending every argument was with was, well, if you could just see things from my point of view. Right. <laughs> so... They actually have a gun that it shoots, and it you you get to the point of view of the person who shot it, mm-hmm. and they 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 get the gun. They're having fun, you know, messing with Zaphod with it. But he gets it and aims at Trillian, going, "All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a taste of, you know, a taste of what, how I'm feeling." And she goes, "It's not gonna work on me. I'm already I'm, a woman. I'm already a woman." Yes. And 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 the gun gets aimed at in the end of the movie. Get, yeah, it gets aimed at a ton of Vogons oh by gosh. Marvin. It is great. They just basically just all fall over and are they're miserable. Just, yeah, it's just and in the scene when they're like pulling away, they've got a a bunch of them like smushed into these kind of containers. Like, yeah, like a like a cop the old yeah. style, like cop car uh, the truck paddy wagon. Yes, and it's just it's. It's so much about this movie that is just, it's just so funny. I, I just, I love the humor. But I, I think we should um, make sure to mention for a few minutes just love in this movie. Um, you know, the the guide basically says it's too complicated to define. Avoid it avoid, at all costs. Avoid at all costs. Yes, exactly. So, but you know who never read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Arthur. Right. Never read it. Yes. And he clearly, you know, has this coming of, oh my gosh, she's the one, like, as they progress through the movie. Well, also, they're an endangered species at that point, too, so. <laughs> but he, I think he really, it was kind of the one that got away, even from the first time he met her. So, and that was before they were endangered. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, it might have helped it along a little bit. 
you know, but it's, I, I think that's, that's great. And, um, you know, the mice and it just, there's so much in this movie. I want to talk about Slotty Bot Forest real okay. quick. Cause one, I wanted to say that name on a recording cause it's <laughs> yes. funny. And he's actually kind of one of the, he, he, he's on Magrathia and he helps, um, Arthur at that point, get, get the second earth 2.0 going. Right. And he has a great, his introduction, this is the one that is played by uh, Bill Nighy. Mm-hmm. And his introduction is great, in my opinion, because there is, um, there's the point where they're sitting there and, and he goes, what's your name? And he goes, Arthur, you mean, and, and, he, and he, he's trying to make the, and it's, he doesn't even make the, I'm not going to try to do the joke because he messes up the joke of he's trying to tell him that he's going to be the late Arthur Dent, as in like the deceased arthur dent like it's 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 this whole like 30 seconds worth of him fumbling over his words to try to intimidate arthur and just failing at it which Mm -hmm. is something i find i found amusing right because he he's trying to be this imposing person and he's not so that that was something i really enjoyed well can you imagine uh like put yourself in arthur's shoes Mm -hmm. you're you're talking about a man that is you know like we've mentioned before Leads a pretty boring life, right? Can you imagine the experience that he had of, of basically being drove around in this, you know, I don't know what you would want to call it, but, you know, going across the whole world like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Um, like a zipline type of thing. S- Saudi bought forest is getting- is giving him a tour of the Earth 2.0. Can you to imagine, though, seeing that? That yeah. would be crazy to, to experience something like that. I just I just think that part of it is just, it is so neat the way, like just imagining if you were in his shoes, how fantastic that would be, how that, you know, that's just kind of, obviously, I think that changed some of his opinions. I know that this things. whole thing at, at the end is just kind of us just saying our favorite moments now, but... yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I got one more before I just before I say I think my final. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we get to our final thoughts. Yeah. The part where they are going in to try to save Trillian and they have to go through like the DMV esque line and everything. <laughs> oh no! Wait, it's sorry. It's before that. It's yes. before that. And Marvin's standing there, and Arthur looks over at him and says, "Hey, Marvin, can you give me a hand?" And then they bust into the place with him holding marvin's hand like a gun right and i'm like that once once again stupid play on words right. to where he legitimately was like no i i need a hand like physically <laughs> give me your hand <laughs> no that's that's fantastic I, and i my um if i have to think of one question that i, I was dying to know the answer that i don't mm-hmm. get answered is when ford is talking to the all you can see is is, this, is her legs yes, like the, the the like that you see like ankles and heels down and ankle that, and yeah. down and he makes this comment about that she was uh, a little bit bigger yeah than the last, last time, time he saw her I, seriously i just i want to know what the rest of it looked like yeah I'm, I'm so intrigued i just i just i just it's little things like that too like i said it's it's just so funny you're <laughs> just like how like how much bigger did she get? Because yeah, <laughs> she looks pretty big. big yeah. So I'm just like, was it, you know, to us when we see a big? 
was she like his size and just something crazy happened like that <laughs> that that would be my um i would like that answered all right so quick spoiler warning i'm i'm going to talk about about the the plot and the kind of because I, I i think the whole joke there, there's also a whole running joke in the entire thing that pays off at the end that i kind of want to talk about real quick so sum it up real quick earth was a giant computer basically to to give the ultimate question since the ultimate question was not the the life universe everything the answer to that it, they're like that's a terrible question you need to process what the ultimate question is the whole joke is that the earth was that was the computer to create that and humans were sort of the byproduct of it to come up with it mm-hmm. and you don't ever get it like he he mentions you know the the how many roads do you have to walk down you know stuff like that and they're still stuck on the whole 42 thing at that point but right. I, I, I saw that the whole joke of the, the movie kind of ends with nothing being being resolved from the whole adventure of trying to find out, you know, the answer to any of that stuff. It's right. just sort of like, oh, life's going to go on, whatever. I don't know. I just, I, I enjoyed that as right. like a, it, it has nothing, it ba- basically, those characters develop, but the universe as a whole gained nothing from the experience when it should have gained the ultimate question. Yeah. It was but. just more about, you feel like that's what it's about, but, I, you know, the, the main the main thing is it's it definitely does set it up for another movie, mm-hmm. if they ever did want to yeah. come back to that. Um, but it's, it's more about, you know, maybe the ultimate answer is just just to live your life. Yeah. Like, enjoy yourself. Do, and and do that's what, what it kind of implies, yes, too. Yes, exactly. So I, I, I love the way the ending was, and... And, it, you know, even the very end where they're like, oh, we're going to go to the restaurant at the end of the galaxy. It's and they actually go the wrong on the way. other end. Yes, it's just stuff like that. It's just, it's so cute. I love it. Um, So I guess final thoughts real quick. I mean, we, we kind of already have said our final thoughts, but I have one thing left. Okay. If, if, if you don't have anything. I, I don't really. My, um, my just main opinion is um, I absolutely love it. I know it's not for everybody. It is. You know, some people just, it's not their thing. And, and that's totally cool. Um, but I, I think if you are someone that does like dry British type humor, um, whether you've read the books or not, they're a great companion to the movie, of course. Um, you'll get a lot more of the stuff. But I, I think just overall, it's just a great, fun, quirky little sci fi fil- film. I just. I agree with everything you said, and that's definitely ditto for me. I just wanted to say that I feel it's the um, galaxy. It's the British Galaxy Quest, if that makes any sense. It's it's sort of in mm-hmm. the same vein as that, but it's just British Britishified, and it's based base. It's based around the characters in the book. It it is pointed out that the movie, and I think I've said this earlier, but I'm just going to repeat it. The movie is it's supposed to be its own creation. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, and its own thing that takes elements from the books, right? But I, I guess the I mean, you you said the question you wish you could got answered. I, I guess I should say mine real quick then. Okay. Why did the bull petunia say, "Oh, not again"? <laughs> that was so poor whale. Poor whale. Uh, that was awful. It's it's round. <laughs> it's big. It's ground. Oh, what if it will be my friend? Hello, ground. I was dying. That was so sad. Like, that was really ridiculous. But yes. Yeah, seriously. How many times has this poor bowl of flowers had this happen to them? And and are you implying that 
not you necessarily, but is the movie implying that it is conscious of every time it has been randomly appears in yeah, the middle does of it, does it space? know of its other times like is that what it's saying or it's just an unlucky ball of petunias that I, just it almost gets to the ground and has to do it all over and again. had a self-realization that deja vu this has happened before <laughs> <laughs> so who knows all right well we'll be right back Hello and welcome back welcome. to the end of the show. <laughs> well, we've we've got we're some gonna stuff to go re- to the restaurant after this. Yes, we we've got some review. We got a review to read, and we've got some news to tell you guys. So let's do the review first, Ellie, if you would be so kind. Oh, okay, I will. So the title is "Great Shout Outs" by Phil Rude. That name sounds familiar. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> go listen to the episode "Umbrella Academy." Um, please. Yes. Zinger. And Ellie are cool folks. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Who shed light on the things they dig. And that's why the show works. They're positive and enthusiastic about what they talk about. And that keeps everything fun as... We can say hell. It's a place. (laughs) I'm not going to edit that one. Okay. Fun as hell. Okay, I'm going to edit that. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) From Star Wars to video games to underappreciated comics... They think more people should read. They give a great rundown on the coolest parts of pop culture. Well, thank you, Phil. And That's co- super sweet. It was. I, I want mean, to give him a hug now. You know what's equally as good as a hug, Ellie? What? Telling people to check out his shows. Yes, let's do it. So you can check out Sketching Comedy, or mm-hmm. he's also on Brokebot Mountain over on Blazing Caribou. Yes, very, very, very talented artist. And if you would like to check him out on our podcast, go mm-hmm. listen to the episode where we discuss the... Umbrella Academy. Yes, he joined us for that, and that was a lot of fun to talk about with him. And I definitely know you enjoyed that yes. comic thoroughly. Yes, I did. All right, so there has been a few things kind of posed to us that i need to tackle real quick okay one of them has been it has been made very apparent after some recent comments i have made revolving around a certain gear of metals (laughs) (laughs) i might have egged it on around metal gear that 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 it is it has been made apparent that we question mark would (laughs) would would benefit from doing a Metal Gear episode. Yes, fun, fun. Well, we are working on some stuff, and I'm not saying I'm saying soon as in next few months, but we we will we will tackle the Metal Gear series, discussing the lore and stuff like that. Ooh, a new segment. Well, Ellie has been interested <laughs> in possibly doing a series discussing video game lore, kind of where we don't talk about gameplay as much as we kind of discuss the, the universe, ga- the, the universe world. of the game. Yes. So that's something we're looking to try out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Gear will not be our first adventure into that. No, I think but we're going to do something else. But it just happened to be that you guys wanted it, so it's yeah. going to be um, coming very shortly, probably in September. Oh, gosh, he's doing the high voice again. No promises. So there's that. Um, It's also been pointed out that you guys would be interested in us discussing time time travel within movie universes. Okay. And So Doctor Who would count because they've had movies. Well, it's discussing... I I, I think (laughs) the way that it was put towards us was to discuss sort of what time travel we think works the best. Okay. So that's definitely something we are interested in doing, and thank you for the recommendation. So Doctor Who... 
you you just really want to talk about Doctor Who. Oh, I can oh. talk about Doctor Who all day long. Wow, we should have mentioned something in the news then, shouldn't we? We can do it now. Go for it. Hello, Lady Doctor. What? So what do you think of that as, as of um, the Doctor? By the way, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, if you're a true Whovian, you probably would have already known it. So, um, wow. I'm... I'm excited, actually. I when I first saw it, I was like, oh, "What?" Um, but I, I'm, I think it's time. It's exciting. I I'm looking forward to the fresh new take on it. Um, so I I'm excited. I, I don't know how everybody's going to take it, set in their ways, that sort of thing. But why can't the doctor be a, a woman? I, I mean, honestly, um, and and you know, it's. It's kind of the same dynamics. I mean, there's usually a male doctor, and, and they have a female companion. Um, it probably will be the same thing, but switched. You'll have a female doctor now with maybe a male companion, maybe a female companion. Who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the fresh new change. Bring it on. Awesome. Yes. What about you? You don't care. <laughs> I just kind of go with whatever Doctor Who does. Right. Exactly. I, I trust the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I guess that should have been our new segment, but I, I mean, definitely mention it. We we are going to, like I said, we kind of have some stuff already planned out for a little bit, so we will definitely get to, and we, we appreciate the recommendations. Oh, yes, definitely. And Teenage Ninja Turtles was also floated, too. Cool. Turtle so, power. So we, 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 Can we, we eat pizza while we talk about it? That's going to sound disgusting on the mics. Oh, man. I mean, we could... Can we reference smells of pizza while we're doing it? Why don't we just do a YouTube thing of us eating pizza and discussing it, too? Can we have a scratch and sniff episode? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. My brain hurts now. I'm I'm Um, sorry. So, a few things to wrap up news-wise. Yes. down the hall will be joining us very soon very soon what we we lar have have you sharpened your battle axe i won't won't do any more because i don't want copyright have have you sharpened your battle axe and prepared it for war yes high fantasy and sci-fi war because we are going to be discussing with them our top 10 sci-fi fantasy Sci-fi and high fantasy war movies. Do you want to talk about the rules really quick? No, we will get into that on the episode. And okay. That, and that, that will be out soon, people, so keep yes. an eye out. But before that comes out, we will have our Star Wars New Hope episode, so check that out. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that. We'll probably actually... That will be out on Thursday. Okay. And next Monday's episode, we will also have two episodes next week as well, so keep an eye out for that. Um, do you want to announce what read this for August is going to be? Since this was technically quote unquote, watch this. <laughs> Spider-Man Blue. By Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. So yes. definitely check that out. Or if you want to hear us review it first, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Then, and, and if anyone else has read or, you know, done anything that we've reviewed, we greatly appreciate it. You know, if you'd let us know, we, we'd love to know that. And finally, a quick announcement this is the last episode that will be put out on SoundCloud. Um, we apologize for the inconvenience of letting you guys know this way. I might put out stuff here and there. 
but we have moved over to a different service. We are now on Podbean, so if you want to migrate over there and listen to us on there, we will still be available on Stitcher and iTunes. That has not been interrupted. The Harry Potter episode was actually a test to make sure that all those would work, and it still does. Mm-hmm. So we just want to say, you know, we, we appreciate, you know, all of our fans on SoundCloud, and we hope that you will join us on our other ones, but due to... um stuff that is out of our control, we decided to migrate to our new service over on Podbean. Podbean. So definitely check us out on there. Um, yes. we, we greatly appreciated everyone over on SoundCloud to listen yes. to us. thank you And very, all the comments and stuff, and you can do all of that on Podbean as well. So mm-hmm. so definitely check us out on there. And, and thank you, uh, SoundCloud, for allowing us to yes, use for, your for, site. Yes, for, so. for the time that we were on there, thank you. Yes. All right, so I guess with that, you can find us on Podbean now, and I already said Stitcher and iTunes. Right. Five star review. We'll read it on the podcast. Yep. Greatly appreciate it. Um, Under trois quatre cinq. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I was counting in French. Ah. <laughs> we oui, oui. Oh, okay. You were counting to five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's five star review. Sorry. You can also find us on Facebook, and you know yes. what? I also, if you were, if you are a fan of our Facebook page, you got to see me open my hour of devastation. Yes. Um, the unboxing. Yeah, I unboxed it. And we also did it on Twitter, too. But I think I'm going to focus more on doing stuff on Facebook for, for that. It seemed to be easier to stream it on there. Mm-hmm. So so if, if you want to check out stuff like that, we'll, I'll try to do more of that stuff. And maybe I'll have, you know, since I'm playing Magic a little more regularly now, maybe I'll go through some of the cards. Because I'm going to work on building a few decks in the next few days. So maybe that's something I'll stream doing. Cool. So definitely check that out on Facebook. And you can, of course, find us on Twitter as well. At Zingness. You can find us on Instagram. At Zingness Podcast. If you want to find us playing some games, you can always go to... Twitch.tv slash Zingness. And if you want to help support the podcast... Yes. Please go to Patreon.com slash Zingness. Really appreciate it. Um, And for Patreon, um, one thing we've been thinking about doing is kind of giving you an early preview... Um, kind of like our our on paper uh, scratch board, but vocalizing it and just kind of yeah, about, me... about twenty minutes, yeah. Like discussion of like if it's if it's the end of July, then we'll discuss what we're planning in August, mm-hmm. like a more solid rundown of the of our plans and everything. You know, and and if you listen to it, then you know You'll, you can you know kind of help time. us. Yeah. Well, and you can even make suggestions, like if you listen to it and you say. You know, hey, you were talking about doing this. I think you should do that. And, you know, I really would appreciate that. You know, kind of give us some feedback on what you think you would really be excited about as well. So, so that's what you can get from supporting us on Patreon. So mm-hmm. we will definitely have an episode out for talking about our August schedule very shortly on there. So look forward to that. As well as there's some outtakes and stuff I'm probably going to start chopping together and putting <laughs> on there. Because there's been recordings that, I don't know, that are about an hour long that, that you'll listen to on here, but are about an hour and a half, possibly. I can think of a couple, but I won't mention them. Yes, there 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 is extra content discussions that, that don't make it to the final cut. So yes. I'll start chopping some Maybe of those some together. Maybe some embarrassing ones. Yes, very. <laughs> But yep. you can also find us on uh, YouTube. Search Zing This. And don't forget to subscribe to us on there. If we get to 100 subscribers, we will be YouTube.com slash Zing This. It will help us out a lot. Yes. And if you want to email us directly, you can go to... Zing- or you can email oh, us at... Sorry, email yes. us at... Zingness at gmail.com. And as always, thanks to our sound guy... A.A. Ron. And DJ Golden Boy 89 
Play us out. 42. Well, yes, so long and thanks for all the fish. Harry Potter.